Hi, and welcome to a very special edition of Movies with My Mother. As always, I am Alexis. And I'm Lori. And that's some jerk-off in the background, <laughs> just right outside my window revving. That's okay. Oh, okay. Off to a good with, start. With gas at three and a quarter a gallon? Whatever. Uh, yep, go for it, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Um, today, it is a super special episode because we watched a double feature. Yeah. Straight through. All the way. <laughs> well, we did stop for lunch, well, breakfast, whatever, brunch. Yeah, but still, that was just an intermission. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we watched Blackula mm-hmm. and its sequel, Scream, Blackula, Scream. Yes, we did. These movies, I, there's a lot to say about both of these movies. Yes. I, I kind of enjoyed them. Oh, good. I think they're fun. <laughs> it's just... But you've liked these movies for years. Right. These have been your movies. Yeah, because I like, you know, silly. And just that they silly. were. Yeah. yeah. Um, the first Black Yellow movie came out in 1972. Mm-hmm. It is rated PG, but I did hear shit a few times. I did. Um, So that must be that that. Pre-1986 PG where anything goes. Yes. Um, it was an hour and 33 minutes long, and it was directed by William Crane. Yes. Uh, Scream, Black Yellow Scream came out in 1973. Uh, it was also rated PG. It was an hour and 36 minutes long. Oh. And it was directed by Bob Keljan? Keljan? I'm not. Yeah, whatever. That's a, that's a good, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he had a, a much bigger name. But I did not write it down, and that's what he um, uses. Okay. The critical acclaim for these movies is not good. No. No. (laughs) Uh Uh-uh. Rotten Tomatoes listed Black Yellow at 48%. Yes. It listed Scream Black Yellow Scream at 29%. Okay. (laughs) Metacritic didn't have a score for Black (laughs) Yellow. Do you suppose they missed the day? I don't know, because they have one for Scream Black Yellow Scream, and it was a a 40%. Okay. And both movies got 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb, which I guess is kind of low for something that, like, fans like. Yeah. For movies we've watched, that, yeah. Yeah. Real low. But this is a particular type of movie. Right. It was made for a particular audience. It was not made for everyone. Right. And... You know, you got to look at it that way. No, mom and dad aren't going to like this, but the kids will. Right. And most of the movies in the black exploitation subgenre um, were specifically designed for um, urban audiences. Um, yeah. And really, most of them were only screened in r- urban areas uh-huh. if they were screened at all. Um, that would probably account for the low box office, although the box office wasn't all that low. Uh, you know what? I didn't look up box office. Um, I think that I did. And I, I think it was... In the millions. Really? You know, considering they spend a dollar and a half to make it, I would think that, <laughs> you know what, I don't have it. Oh, okay. I guess we'll put it in the notes. Yeah. Um, do you want to get into, like, the meat and potatoes of the plots, or do you want to talk more about black exploitation Because that's Ooh. an interesting subject. I, I, I had never heard of any such thing until I started doing the research on this. Yeah. 
And um, I, because I just watched movies for entertainment, I didn't know that there was stuff all behind it. Yeah. So the black exploitation was quite interesting to me, but it goes right along with every other kind of exploitation of every subgroup. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Uh, the 70s was a, a hotbed of exploitation movies. Um you know, black people as gangsters and pimps and yep. uh, Asian people as kung fu masters and uh, women of all colors and cages. Yes. I don't I don't understand that one, but, you know, whatever. This The word black exploitation was coined by Junus Griffin. Yes. In August of 1972. I got that. He was the president of the NAACP in the Hollywood area. Uh-huh. And he's, he's was... It sounded like he was a, a little bit offended. Yeah. And that's why he called it black exploitation. Well, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, it's great that you're, that black people are becoming the stars of the show, but also, is it great that we're, they're still being stereotyped ridiculously? Correct. You know, they go from being slaves and, you know, just goofy background players mm-hmm. to pimps and gangsters. Like, I kind right. of get it. Yes. And Blackula himself, who is played by... William Marshall. Is the one who insisted that there be some substance and some something behind the character because it was just a guy before, originally. Right. His name was supposed to be Andrew Brown? Something like that, yes. Yeah. Yes. And, okay. And... But he stood up and said, no, this needs to be. Uh, I like the the angle that they took. Yes, I did too. Uh, him being an African prince. Mm-hmm. On a... I, I thought it was quite unbelievable that he would have been in... Um, in uh, Transylvania. Visiting Transylvania <laughs> to stop the, the slave trade. Visiting dignitaries yes. and Yes, I, I just, I found that a bit difficult to get my head around. But it had to start somewhere. Right. And I think, I don't know, especially since it was all in English mm-hmm. and there was no attempt at like making an African language used. Um, mm-hmm. I think that that, I think we're supposed to take into mind that Christian and Catholic uh, missionaries have been in Africa since there have been Christian and Correct. Catholic missionaries. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, And it's obvious that he was a well-educated man. Right. As well as his wife, what seemed, what the few sentences she did say seemed to um, say that she also was well educated. Right. You know, and that, for that time, that was a little difficult to. Right. And I don't, is that because, you know, our racist history has told us that, you know, the continent of Africa has been uncivilized since the dawn of time? Or is that. No, that's because we. No, it tells me that in 17-something or other, everybody was uncivilized. Well, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't know. That's, that's, that's always been kind of in the back of my mind. Is that? Oh, oh, know. no. Well, what I thought was, you know, 1750-something, I, I would think that that would not, people were certainly educated, but they weren't educated like it sounded like they were. Right. You know, Dracula and the prince. Also, I don't know the state of foreign dignitaries at the time. Like, yeah. Was it really like stately I, visits? Like I can't was? imagine that that would happen. No. Right. No. I mean, if I I wanted something from you, I'd just come in and take it. 
Yeah. I think that 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 would be the way to do it. But I don't know. I don't, you know, I, I wasn't around then. And like you said, we just hear history. And what is history? Yeah, our history is very skewed yeah. uh, white. Yes. Yes, it is. is. Yes, it is. Not really history. Right. Um, what else did I read? This was really kind of a low-budget efforts. Um, I read that black artists, directors, actors were really just trying to kind of sneak into Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And um, then Hollywood is seeing these movies coming out. They're like, we can make a buttload of money off of this. Mm -hmm. We're getting on this game, too. Yeah, yeah. And and because these movies were aimed at the African-American group, that brought forth many of the actors and the directors and the writers. Variety credit, Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song. Is that the name of the movie? I don't remember. I believe so. I believe I've, I have seen it. It was Melvin Van Peebles. Uh-huh. I believe I have seen it because when I was reading about it, it sounded very familiar. But it, it they Variety, the magazine, credits that movie with really the whole explosion okay the explosion of the craft for african-american people and you know melvin van van peebles was a huge i i wouldn't say star but he was a big talent yes yeah yes because i believe he only did one or two movies himself i think so but you know he he's started the dynasty the the van peebles children have gone on to do many things right uh mario did like a sequel to the sweet bad yes movie. yes i remember that um, too 20 30 years ago mm -hmm. yeah which would have been 20 years after the first movie so right. um quentin tarantino the director also lists black exploitation movies as a big i guess play. like he enjoys them and that like stirred his creativity oh, into uh -huh. wanting to get into movies sure um but also i kind of don't know how i feel about using that as a reference because he is a white guy that likes to say the n-word a lot a lot <laughs> well i i you know that's so, so i don't know i don't know if that's just an excuse for him to say that he can say the n-word right freely or if that is really you know a subgenre that he really enjoys and right. took a lot of inspiration from unknown there yeah you know i only know what i read yeah but um the the director william crane yes uh he was a one of the very first big directing stars of the uh this black exploitation and he too didn't only did a few movies right you know he went into tv and there were there's a lot of tv that we know mm -hmm. because your mother watches weird old shows. But he was a film school graduate from UCLA. Oh, okay. And he united the other LA rebels. Okay. The other black uh, students to uh, make more of these types of movies to get into. Okay. To that, I thought that was interesting. Got. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> you got to have somebody that starts the revolution. Right. Right, and there's a lot of big names attached to it. You know, names that people recognize. Uh huh. That have all uh, Pam Greer got her start yes. acting in these. Mm -hmm. um, Bill Gunn, the director, got his start directing in these. Yes. You know, there's a lot of people 
William Marshall went on and had a long career, mostly in television, but yes, you know, he acted forever. You know, I mean, it, a job is a job, I guess. If you're in front of the camera, you're in front of the camera. If you're making money, good on you. Yeah. So. I, I don't see any problem with that. No. I, You know, if if you don't like this genre, don't watch it. There's plenty of other stuff to, to watch. And honestly, you know, I don't. I don't feel any like weird guilt about watching Mm-mm. stuff like this as a white person because I because I enjoy the stories. Right. You and know, I don't I'm not watching it, you know, just because it's black people or because it's exploitation or Right. You know, I, I just like a good story. Right. And you know, even though it's a silly story, I thought both of the stories in these movies was very good. Yeah. I mean, it was reasonable. You gotta become a vampire from a vampire, so why not have vampire number one as you would, you know, think Dracula is. Right. Yeah. So Lacula must be vampire number two. Well, Dracula did have a bunch of wives. Yes. And, and his henchmen there. Yeah. Surely they were his slaves. I'm sure. They did look well fed though. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> you know, when you're under the, um, under the, uh... Command? <laughs> yes, yes, under the, the boss's command, I guess you'll do anything. Yeah, I guess. You know, so, and we saw that with Blackula when he wanted something. He, he, he didn't he, mess around. He no. went right to the, the source. Yep. So, <laughs> I thought that was interesting. I liked how, in the first movie, when he, when he gets hit by the cab, which was hilarious in yeah. and of itself... <laughs> Yes. But the the cabbie gets out and is reading him the riot act. And then she calls him boy. I was just like, oh, this woman's face is going to get slapped off. (laughs) And that's when his face changed. And I thought, oh, she's a goner. (laughs) And then she said, you're not hurt. (laughs) What does that mean? You're fine. Go rub some dirt on it. She she just drove over the guy and you know, whatever. I something about somebody getting hit by a car in a comedy is just hilarious. I to know, me. I know. It's horrific. People die from that. I, yes. God damn it! It's funny in a movie. <laughs> then he just rolled right off, holding that pink purse. <laughs> I thought maybe at first he lost that pink purse, but he didn't. No, he was carrying it on his shoulder. Yeah, he was carrying it like he was wearing it. Yeah. Good thing he had that cape or somebody would have been calling him names. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was uh, interesting. What did you think about the two queens that bought all Dracula shit? I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> that that real estate guy didn't even know what hit him. Nope. <laughs> Those two guys rolled in and rolled right over him. <laughs> Like, does this all come with it? And he's just like, I guess. Yep. If you want it, it's weird. Yep. And then they <laughs> packed it up and shipped it to the. But there was only one pickup truck full of stuff that I, came off the ship. I know. How how did a castle's worth of <laughs> shit that I, filled a warehouse I, only fit on one truck? I didn't understand that either. And it, like I said, did they ship those oil? lanterns with oil in them i didn't understand that also it that doesn't that stuff like dry up eventually 
300-year-old well, oil? I would I would think that it does, but I don't know. It sure burned like fire. <laughs> <laughs> I did write down that I was confused when they were throwing those that, like, is old oil caustic? Because those lanterns weren't lit. Why were they bursting into flames? Well, you weren't supposed to notice they no. weren't lit. Okay. You know, come on. Pardon me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what did you it, think about the, the voodoo in the second movie? I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I thought that added some color to it. It certainly did. And the fact that he recognized that he wanted to be normal again. You right. know, and hope that she could exercise him and... And get him normal. I, I don't know that that would work. But there again, you know, I didn't write the script. Well, I guess maybe because Dracula called it a curse. Right. So oh. maybe. Yeah, because um, he cursed him to be like that. Yeah, so maybe it was, you know, unhexing him. Oh. Would he still be a vampire? I, I would think maybe not. Oh. Because okay. I think that's what he was looking for, so he could go back to Africa. Uh-huh. I know, but wouldn't he have been surprised? Yeah. How different 17-something would be from 19-something. Right. There, There is talk of a reboot. I have heard that, and... But there's been talk of that for a while. What could you reboot? I mean, could he come back as a another incarnation and... I mean, the, the second one did kind of end abruptly, leaving it wide open to mm -hmm. whether or not he died and he, whether he'll come back. Yes. Whether her voodoo was strong enough to kill him or not. Right. Yeah. I don't know. But Who I knows? don't, I don't know. You know, they're, they're doing a reboot of the Blade movie too. And uh, with the original had Wesley Snipes in it. Yeah. And it was awesome. And I know that Wesley Snipes is a nut bar, but why do we need to redo this? It's, it's only been 20 years. Can we can we wait a minute? Right. Before we start remaking everything? Well, you know, I I've said before, there's no new ideas, there's no new words, there's no new music. You know, we're we're redoing everything that we used to that we saw once before. Why? I don't know. We don't need to. There's new ideas. There's, you know, different thoughts. Why not do something unusual? But then again, it doesn't follow the mold. Right. You know, would you be guaranteed a success if you went off and used your own idea and made something new? Well, you know, I don't know. That's exactly right. I, I don't know. I guess that's the gamble that people don't want to take. Right. You know, when, when it takes today, it takes, you know, 10, 20, 30 million dollars to make a movie. You want to make sure you make money. Right. You know, and, and back, you know, I read somewhere in my reading that, um, the production for Blackula was between January and March of 1972. Is that when they did the whole movie? Yeah, probably. Wow. Yeah, movies, they shoot movies in three weeks. You know, the Halloween, John Carpenter's Halloween was only shot in three weeks. Huh. Well, I thought that was crazy. But I do have a note here. I'm, we're going to have to look this up. Okay. That um, Blackula was the, oh, I don't know. If it was Blackula or Scream Blackula, highest grossing film of 1972. That would oh, have been Scream. Been, no, that would have been Blackula. Blackula. Uh -huh. It says it was the highest grossing film. So I don't know how they determine high gross. I mean, if it costs you $10 to make it and you make a million, is that the highest? Then it costs you 20 to make a million? 
you know, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. So we're going to have to do a little research yeah, like on I that. Like I said, I didn't write anything about money down. That's crazy, because you always do the money. Yeah. You always do the money. Yeah, I'm slacking here. I know, but too many things here rolled us over to a new thing that we'd never <laughs> thought about or read about or knew about. Right. And I, I found, you know, it was like reading the encyclopedia. You went and got another book because what's that? You get another book because what did that mean? Right. You know, so, you know, there were many times I forgot what I was looking at because I was looking at something else. I did read that this was, or this black yellow is considered to be the first black vampire in film. Yes. Which I find surprising because there have been vampire movies since the early 1930s. And not not a one vampire all the way up until 1972 was black. Well, think of every vampire you you can think of in the movies. They've, yeah. They've well, all soft been just... white men. Yeah. Yep. So, no. Yeah. I, I believe that. Oh, and, and the creepy music that was in um, Scream, Blackula Scream. Oh, uh-huh. That was almost identical to the creepy music in The Exorcist. Oh, uh-huh. I read that, too. I yes. Thought, did they... Wasn't it copyrighted music, or is that just creepy music is creepy music? You can go to a book and get creepy music. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know how they do that. Me either. But there were a lot of continuity mistakes. That was oh, the first thing boy. I wrote down on my my notes for the film because, um, you know, I had read in some of the trivia that I found that there was a lot of stuff that, that wasn't right. Like, the, in the second movie, that police guy was a sheriff, not a lieutenant, and everybody was calling him lieutenant. Oh. And they all were had on, um, like, LAPD uniforms that they were supposed to be in the south in the second second story where voodoo is practiced. You know, I just thought weird oh. stuff like that. That, And I told you about the can, candles when we were watching oh, the movie. Yeah. Candles down. Candles, candles down. up. Candles down. Yep. <laughs> How is that table not on fire? I know. I know. <laughs> because somebody was putting out the, the, the tablecloth and putting the candles back in. <laughs> One of those uh, crazy women that came and got the uh, his wife. Maybe they were putting out the flames. <laughs> One of Dracula's wives? Yes. <laughs> I did notice that the monster makeup was all very wild over the top and i wonder if that is why romero had the blue zombies in dawn of the dead day of the dead the one in the shopping mall okay i don't remember that but all right or yeah. i don't know that yeah all the the zombies in that movie were all blue oh well i thought the men which i i didn't understand why the men in this movie were all white they had that pasty uh, white powder on them or yeah. whatever that makeup is that, well, you know. I think that was to signify that they didn't have any blood in their bodies and that's. But why, why did the women not have that same pasty white makeup on? Good question. I don't know. Because were they, they dead were too? Green and blue <laughs> and gray. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But see, that's the stuff I noticed. Not the, not anything important. <laughs> <laughs> we did uh, mention that the band 
that's playing in the club in the first movie it did go on to be uh, one hit wonders that mm-hmm. everybody knows their song yes but they wrote a lot they didn't just i think their their fame and fortune is uh working with other big stars and making big stars bigger oh oh dear we're okay we're okay yep little little kitty scared us off <laughs> So that was the Hughes Corporation. The Hughes Corporation and their hit uh, in the later 70s, close to the disco era, Yes, was a Rock the Boat. To Rock the Boat, baby. Oh, yep. no, don't, don't yep. get me going. But yeah, they, they worked with um, lots of bigger, big, big stars. Really? That okay. um, made them bigger. But I liked them. I remember them. Yeah. So they're, they're good. Yeah, fun with it. Yes. And the, Crane went on to direct... Um, several episodes of the Mod Squad. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like that. I like that show. I remember that show too. But they were both of those men. Clarence William III just died. Did he really? Clarence William. Oh my. III. Oh dear. And then Peggy Lipton died a few years ago. Yes, I yeah. remembered that. And I don't remember the white guy. Um. Nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who was Peggy Lipton married to? Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones. They were married for many years. Yeah, a long time. And they had a couple of pretty successful children. Uh, Rashida more than Khadijah, but yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other guy, Kilgen, uh-huh. he worked on Hill Street Blues, Charlie's Angels, Dukes of Hazzard, Starsky and Hutch. Oh. He had a lot. And that's only just ones that I recognized right off the top. Okay. So that's... Very interesting to me. I know I know something else. This is off. This is just like a veer to the, the left here. Okay. The, uh, oh my gosh, why can't I remember Blackula's name? Williams. William Marshall? Yeah, William Marshall. He was married to a Gordy. Oh. Yeah, from Detroit, you know. Yeah. Being this close to. Uh, yeah, uh, the one and only Barry Gordy. Yeah. Yeah. He was married to, oh my gosh, I thought I might remember this, but of course I don't. <laughs> Why can't I find it now? Because the phones are being slow. The internet said you've used too much today. Oh, it says stop. Let's go just, let's see what the biography says. He was born in McGarry, Indiana, oh. which, you know. Birthplace of the Jacksons? Yes. And. Oh my God, a giant man, six foot five. Yes. And William Crane was, was born in Columbus, Columbus, oh. Ohio. I mean, we're, we're right in the middle of that, man. We're, we're. Yeah. We're with the cool people. <laughs> oh, and he died of. Complications from Alzheimer's. It's too yeah. Bad. Oh, did I get these wrong? His life partner for forty-two years was Sylvia Jericho. Okay, I'm I'm mixing up my people here. Oh, okay. Oh my goodness! Why can't I? I I my my notes are so disjointed because I was looking. You know, like I said, I looked up something all over the and place. I went over here to this, and then I saw that. So let's find the the Gordy stuff. That how that connection? I because I thought that's kind of creepy. It was the uh, Barry Gordy sister's daughter. Would be his niece. Yeah, I do. That's what I remember. Isn't that crazy? Why can't I? Uh, I should not have started this until I had it all in my head. <laughs> let me let me see if I can find this in my notes. You did also point out that his cape changed colors in the second movie. Yeah. Yes. So that was kind of cool. And I wondered why that happened, because is that just because he he was just brought back to life? I mean, was he, uh, you know, did he get fresh clothes when he came back? Yeah. 
So I always wonder maybe, about that. Yeah, maybe it was symbolic of the blood sacrifice for him to come back. Oh, I like that. Yeah, maybe. That's good. You know what? That's For, something I like. You'll just go have to cut that out because I can't find it now. <laughs> You're silly. Let's, let's look up Marvin Gaye and go backwards from there. Denise Gordy. Marvin Gaye was married to <gasps> Anna Shit. Gordy. And um, somewhere along the line, old Marvin kind of liked the look of 16-year-old Denise. Oh, gross. And they had a baby. Uh, it was Ronald Richard Lawson. Oh, yes. Do you know who he's currently married to? No. Beyonce's mama. Oh, that's right. Knowles. Tina Knowles yes. Lawson. Yes. What? I do remember that. That's how I got how I got to the Gordies. That's because crazy. I was reading that and it led into the Gordies and then that that ew. I love Marvin Gaye. Whatever. That is crazy. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, he was married to Denise Gordy for eleven years. One child together. Uh-huh. No shit. Richard Lawson played Willis in Scream Black Yellow Scream. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The unlikable guy. Yes. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. I uh, that you know those are one of those zigs and zags that I got into and I thought what? Oh my gosh! I know who Beyonce is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we know who the Gordies are too. Yes. That's crazy. Small world, huh? Yes. It's it's just it's weird. I mean, it's just it just really brings out that how small a world it really is. We say that all the time. That, yeah. That do you believe that? You know, it's such a small world. It is. Yes. It really is. I thought that was craziness. Oh, cool. Um, I did read that Scream Black Yellow Scream before it was titled, employees of American International Pictures were asked to submit oh. their random movie titles for a contest. Yes. And I couldn't I didn't understand what they were he was it was gonna be a contest to see what the movie was named. I guess. It wasn't really clear. No, it really never explained that fully. And I thought, well, is this the winner? Because Dracula didn't scream until the very end. Blackula didn't scream until the very end. Right. So, you know, I didn't, I tried to find more information about that contest and I could find nothing. Also, I kind of wonder how his bones were collected. Like who, how, how, what kind of chain of command were those bones under? Right. When he walked into the sunshine in the first movie. Right. Like there were cops there. Don't you think they would have? I would think that the coroner would come and get them just like, you know, any other yeah. dead, dead body or dead person. And, you know, unclaimed or, people, don't they just get cremated and put on a shelf somewhere? No, I think they just get buried in a, a city in owned. Like a pauper's grave? Yeah. Okay. Potter's Field. Okay. You know. Um, I did read about AIP a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, it was a production label uh, of MGM. Yes. I know the MGM line scared you. Yes. <laughs> it scared me more than the movie. <laughs> uh, and that uh, AIP was 
in business from 1955 to about 1980. Um, it was acquired by Filmways in mm-hmm. 1979, but I have no idea what that means, nor did I look it up. You don't know Filmways production? They have a lot of movies. Really? Yes. Okay. They did a lot of TV, too. Oh, okay. You know, at the end of the te- lot of TV. Well, you don't watch TV, old TV shows. Yeah. Filmways presents. Oh, okay. AIP started out doing B-horror, B-sci-fi movies, uh, mostly surrounding teenagers. You mm-hmm. know, I was a teenage werewolf and yes. yeah, all that silly stuff. Yes, Girls oh. Gone Wild, Bad bad Girls in Jail, stuff like that. Yeah, that was later. Yeah. Yeah, that's all that women in cages stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then in the 60s, they started doing the beach party movies with like Frankie Avalon and Annette Funicello. Yes. The later 60s, they did some more psychedelic types. Roger Corman, who I know from horror, um, his... Uh, Edgar Allan Poe movies were made in the, I think, mostly the 70s. Mm-hmm. You know, all that gothic horror. Yes. They're all great. Okay. Then they moved into kung fu and gangster movies. Yes. And uh, that's basically all I wrote. Like we talked about before, the next the next subgroup to be exploited. Yeah. Women, teens. Yep. Asians. Yep. You know, you know whatever. Right. I had to rewatch last night. I rewatched the documentary Horror Noir where they talked they talked to William Crane. They yes. talked to Richard Lawson. Yes. Um and they talked to um educators uh Robin Means Coleman. Mm-hmm. Um they talked to Tanana Reeve Du. They talked to a, a lot of black actors that, that you know. Yes. You've seen them in movies about the history of black people in specifically horror movies uh-huh. and that it was so interesting yes the rachel true talked a lot about how black yellow was a real treat for her because you know usually you see these you know bella lugosi and christopher lee's as dracula yes even jack Palance at one point yeah weird um <laughs> But then, you know, there's this giant black man that's just dominates the screen. And she was just like, oh, this guy's cool. Rachel True was in um, The Craft. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was also in Half-Baked with Dave Chappelle. <laughs> She's been in a bunch of stuff, a lot of TV mm-hmm. most recently. But uh, they did mention that really kind of the first horror movie for black people in general was the movie Birth of a Nation. Birth of a Nation? Okay, I've heard that. I've heard of it. That movie was basically a love letter to the Ku Klux Klan. Oh, yes! It was ran at the Woodrow Wilson White House. Yes. And he thought it was great. He thought it was a great movie. Mm -hmm. And the movie basically is the story of, you know, a a white guy in blackface, obviously, Mm because they're not going to get a black guy, who is, like, beastly and infatuated with a white woman and mm-hmm. and ultimately he's lynched by the clan and yes. it's you know that that's how black representation in movies start as you know lustful and aggressive yes and all of the stereotypes that white people think black people still are yes then in the 40s it had a kind of a positive upturn where there had been some movies featuring a woman as a black a black woman as a scientist mm-hmm. um 
black men as doctors and lawyers and just, you know, your average kind of upper middle class households. Yes. Instead of being, you know, the nursemaids and, you know, the house guy and the slave and uh, that stuff. And they did talk about how in the 50s with the sci-fi and horror movies that the monsters and the aliens were kind of stand-ins for beings that were not white people. So, you know, everything that is black, brown, you know, orange and purple, every all, you know, all the colors that are not white were basically what these monsters and aliens were metaphors for. Oh my goodness, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And there the huge turning point was in the late 60s when uh George Romero cast uh Dwayne Johnson. Is his name Johnson? Jones. Oh, shit. Well, you know, now I'm a jerk. Dwayne um, Johnson is the rock. I think there's, he spells it differently. Oh, okay. Um, because I God like to smell what it. the rock is cooking. Mm-hmm. Such a dick. <laughs> I'm sure he's not. No, I oh, am. You. Okay. Well, I'm looking up something else. I Dwayne just... Jones. Okay. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Dwayne Jones was cast as the hero in Night of the Living Dead, but it also brought it back around because at the end of Night of the Living Dead, he is very obviously a living human being who is shot in the head by the white mob that is clearing out the zombies. Oh. Like, oh, oh, just another zombie. Just throw them on the heap, guys. I guess. I did write the Blackula. Basically, the the only black people on set were... The three or four main characters and the director. Oh my goodness! Everybody else. Oh was white. sure. I I would think that that was the early seventies, the late sixties. That was just coming out of all kinds of segregation. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. we sh- they should have been out of segregation by the seventies, but you know, there's a lot of places in the, a lot of businesses in the world that were very resistant to it, and you know carried it on longer than necessary and william crane in the horror noir interview did say that you know he had asked for the high-speed camera to do the slow-mo scenes Uh uh-huh you know the one where the lady's running down the hall and you know he's kind of creeping up Uh and they're just like yeah but you know somebody else might need it before you so you know we're probably not going to give it to you Uh uh-huh you know don't hold your breath yeah and then, like, Monday morning, they're, you know, getting ready to shoot stuff, and a truck pulls up, and they give him the camera that he requested, because I guess they were seeing that he was going to be putting together a cash cow for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That, yeah. That's an interesting thing, that he he wasn't even allowed to have equipment that he could have used. I mean, that's ridiculous. But that's me saying that in 2021, not me and. 1972 right you know that right different and um also the the different portrayal of voodoo you know like in scream like yellow scream it was kind of like an earth religion mm-hmm. yes they did try to do that and, and you know they the magic that they were trying to produce wasn't um black it wasn't to be ill yes yeah. um, it was white white stuff like white witch stuff yeah but the portrayal of voodoo in 
white made movies from the dawn of cinema to even now uh-huh. is all black magic and yeah. ill will and revenge. And... Well, now if Willis would have gotten a hold of the the, the reins of the group, oh. it would have all been black magic. Absolutely, because he was just an angry guy. Yeah, yeah, he was. He wanted to be. He wanted to have the power. Yeah. Yeah. And, and obviously he didn't have the power. Or he could have resisted Blackula. Right. I think. Because she resisted him. I don't. Well, I kind of don't know. Because I think. Because he needed her. Maybe it was kind of skewed that. Yeah. Oh. I think it was kind of okay. one of those like. Yeah. I see where you're going with that. Yeah. Yeah. I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We don't know. Right. And they did talk about how into the 80s and the um, slasher genres that the black stereotype was the um, the sacrificial Negro. Yes. The, the first to die okay. type characters. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, that black guy's going to die. Yeah. You know, that, that guy is, he's got like about two and a half minutes left. <laughs> yes. Or the, the blink and you miss it sidekick that's just there to say something witty and then you don't see them again ever yeah um, oh sure we've seen plenty of movies like that right and they did say that um a lot of the like 80s horror movies the badness of the bad guy had to be quantified by their ability to kill the biggest baddest black guy in the cast okay that's you know, an interesting premise. You know, I I can kill a thousand white girls. It's super easy, but this big tough guy. Oh oh you know, oh! You must be a real badass if you took out that guy. Yeah. So that's I see. Yeah, and also a notable black exploitation movie from the eighties. It's Hollywood Shuffle. I I do not know anything about oh, that. I don't Hollywood think Hollywood Shuffle is by Robert Townsend. He wrote, directed, and starred in it. And it's basically about a black actor trying to just get a goddamn job. Okay. And and all of the dumb shit he has to do just to get, you know, a few seconds of screen time. Okay. And, you know, there's a movie that he does where they're like slaves in a field and there's like a cut on the scene and the guy standing next to him is stands up straight and he speaks with a very posh British accent, and he he sounds, you know, incredibly educated. <laughs> and then you know the director calls action again, and he slumps over, and he he affects a a different accent and and everything, oh. and just you know that whole thing that black people have to play the crappy parts. Yeah. So I thought that that was kind of cool, especially in the early eighties with with big black actors coming out like Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor was in the movies in the eighties. He was big. Yeah. Stuff like that. Interesting. Yeah. That whole documentary is very interesting. Nice. I should look that up. Is it on? Hulu? It's on shutter, uh, but it, is it on the, the Roku thing you got me? Yes. I need to hook that up. Don't I? Yeah. You just plug and play. Okay. Well, you have to log in, but I'll give you all my shit. <laughs> say that on on the radio well to log into the roku the roku counts free oh okay um we did notice in scream black yellow scream that black yellow is playing a piano and the song we had to debate on who did it but it turns out it was uh moonlight sonata i had it right yep by beethoven which would be 
I don't know where he would have picked it up because uh, he was entombed in 1780 by Count Dracula. And Beethoven wrote that song in 1801. So a little bit of time difference there. I I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that that was not quite right, but... And I did, I stopped myself before I, before we talked about this during the movie, but I noticed you said that something about carnage in the second movie, there's more carnage. Oh, there's a lot of carnage in the second movie, yeah. Right, and I noticed that the whole movie as a whole was a lot more violent than the first movie. Oh, yeah, and you're I, right. You know, I wonder if that's the difference between a white director and a black director. You know, oh. The black director was trying to make, you know, a beautiful movie, and the, the white guy is just trying to show a black guy... A shoot 'em up movie. Being a killing machine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, because really, all in the first movie, all he did was choked people. Yeah. You know, they, he broke their necks off, and we we didn't see him punching and beating and... Yeah. Slamming. Mm-hmm. Well, we did a little bit, but... Yeah, but not like in the second movie, like you said. I, right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I kind of... I had questions about that. Oh, that's an interesting idea. Yeah. I don't know. You know, is that the difference between how a black director sees black existence versus how a white director sees black existence? Oh. Even in the early 70s? Uh-huh. I, unknown, but y- yes, probably. Yeah. Well, and, and two of these are formula movies, you know? Well, they're, they're, they're strictly formula, and, and my formula is just that much different than your formula. But it's all the same formula. Right. You know, so. But I enjoy both of the movies. I'm kind of surprised. These movies have been on my TV for many years. Alexis has watched these movies over and over again. And, you know, I'm sure I've seen bits and pieces of it. And I have copies of these laying around the house somewhere. I couldn't find them in my travels. I did find my copy of um, Dr. Black and Mr. Hyde. Oh, Um, uh uh-huh. But I did not find my copy of Blackenstein. Oh. I know I have that somewhere. That movie is, I think that has a lot of social commentary. Yeah, a little more controversial. Based basically because it involved a Vietnam veteran. Mm-hmm. Blackenstein is a guy that comes back from Vietnam, not himself. Uh-huh, right. And I, that discussion of PTSD that wasn't a discussion. Well, there was no such thing as that in... Right. Vietnam. Right. That was not a, you You came back, period. Yeah. You know, and there were guys that didn't come back right. Right. But those guys just kind of, their families kind of made them disappear a little. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't ever watched um, Dr. Black and Mr. Hyde. It's always one that I have, and I just oh. haven't watched it, but I really need to. Um, I will say, though, that Blackenstein is one of the victims of low quality black exploitation the movie is basically shot at night oh with zero lighting oh so some guy in an iphone one of those kind of movies kind of basically is what oh. it looks like oh wow yeah and a lot of but that made some money didn't it blackenstein i don't believe so but a lot of black horror was like that i i've never seen abby abby is kind of it's kind of a metaphor for powerful women and sexual women especially black powerful women uh-huh. and black women's sexuality but it's a she's ba- basically this woman is possessed and it's kind of a, you know an exorcism movie oh okay 
Yeah. Well, Blackenstein on a budget of eighty thousand dollars made two million. Really? Yeah. Nineteen seventy three. Nineteen seventy three. I'm kind of surprised it cost that much because you watch it and it's the copy is shitty, that it's lit terribly. Huh. There's another movie starring um Dwayne Jones from uh Night of the Living Dead where vampirism is a metaphor for drug addiction. Oh, okay. You know, needing the blood to survive is the metaphor for Mm -hmm. the drug use. And I think that's pretty. And I've tried to watch that one. And I think that 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 movie is too slow for my taste. Oh, I uh couldn't sit through it because it was just going on and on. And I understand that Dwayne Jones was supposed to be playing a very educated, a very wise, um, you know, successful man. And I kind of got the idea that, you know, the more successful he got, the crappier the other end of life became. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, that movie is called Ganja and Hess. And it was on, oh, I think Amazon Prime for a while. And I, I tried to watch it there and I just, I, I couldn't, the pacing was too, way too slow for me. Yeah. I, I yeah. You, the movie has to run its course to keep your attention. Right. So if, if it's not, if something goes on too long, it goes on too long, you know, and then you lose interest. Right. Yeah. Maybe that's why I don't like movies. I, <laughs> I can't focus for an hour and a half. I, I blame work for that. Oh. You know, I got to focus for eight hours at work. I'm, I'm done. Done and done for. Yeah. I don't have an hour to give anybody after... <laughs> After eight hours at work. <laughs> I'm oh, working well. 10 hour days. I don't know what you're talking about. You, you know what I mean then. <laughs> Me too. I, I get plenty of nine and 10 hour days. But, yeah. You yeah. know. Oh, yesterday was a rough day. Oh my gosh. Because yesterday was about day 10 of the week. <laughs> about 8.30 I <sighs> had checked out. <laughs> Tuesday. Thought, thought it was Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday. Thought it was Friday. Oh, it was a rough, and we had that great full moon. Oh, yeah. That was, uh, you know, some of those special full moons, but it was right there in the middle of the week. And both sides of the week, just that all that residual full moon crazy. Yep. Yeah. And the customers at the store are turning it into freaks and geeks, and they need to all stay home. Yeah. If you if you don't know how to act in public, don't go out. That's. My personal commentary. Well, yeah. The management is not responsible. (laughs) I'll tell you a story Justin told me the other day about basically the same thing. Yeah, I'm sure he sees the same people I see. Oh. Uh, Absolutely the same people I see. Absolutely. And it's because they're the vendors. The names have changed to protect the innocent. (laughs) He doesn't really deal with customers. Oh, yeah, I do. Me me too. I I mostly deal with uh, the vendors. vendors. But I get my share of customers, so. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Vendors are not any different than no. the dumbasses that walk in the front door. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Halloween is a week away. Oh. I'm kind of excited. I am. Yeah. We're going to do candy? Yeah. I've been picking up some little decorations for the porch. Cool. You know, we got, uh, we'll have a little fun. Yeah. Bring the big daddy and. Yeah. Make him come and have some fun with us. I'll try and get him to take a little nap. 
Oh, yeah, he's got to go to... Mm. Yeah. He'll take a little nap. He'll be okay. okay. Yeah, he'll have fun. It's a fun. special occasion. Yeah, he'll have some fun with us. Yeah. It's his fault we're doing this anyway. Yeah, he suggested it. <laughs> because why don't... I live in an area where I'm kind of alone on my little plot of street. Yeah, on your on your block. You're the only house, yeah. Yeah, and I don't have a sidewalk in front of my uh-uh. house. And that means that kids have to either cross a main road or a side road to uh-huh. come to my house. A very busy main road. Yeah, so it's really just not, it's not conducive to Halloweenies. No. Uh-uh. The first year I moved into this house, uh, we did trick-or-treaters. And, you know, we only had like six kids. Yeah. It was, you know, I had more time to eat the candy than <laughs> kids came. But, and then, you know, my front light is like dead. It's all messed up. I don't know what's wrong with it. So, so I can't turn a light on anyways. Yeah. So there's just no point. Yeah. Yeah. And in, in the new neighborhood that I live in, there's lots of kids. Yeah. So lots of sidewalks. All sidewalks. Well, yeah. yeah. On both sides of the street. Yeah. And it's not a busy street. So. No, no. It's much nicer than being on a main road. Yeah. Something to put in the back of your brain the next time you buy a house. Really think about that main road. Oh, the next time. You know, I really was looking for a, a street that didn't have a sidewalk so that I would have less yard. <laughs> but, you know, that didn't turn out. I found the right house. Right. I, and, you know, being wide-eyed and completely naive. Yes. You know, I just bought a house because it was move-in ready. Yes. And all the houses that our realtor showed us were... You know, oh, you know, this house is only like 20 grand and, you know, you can get a grant for 30 grand to, you know, do all the work to it. And I'm like, no. Do I look like I use a hammer? I don't do that. I don't. <laughs> I, yeah, I, don't I wish you would have gotten a different that. realtor, but, you know, I didn't get a very good one either. So, yeah, I feel bad about that. Ugh. Oh, water under the bridge. I love my house. Yeah, your house is cute. Yeah. It's super cute. Yeah. And your house is perfect for. You. Yeah. Not perfect for Halloweening, though. No. That's all right. Yeah. I am going to buy new curtains at some point. It's time. You've been here for a couple of years. Oh, uh, ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they're not the style anymore. I mean. It's not even that they're not the style because I love them. I love the color of them. I love the style of them. But they're, you know, about ten years worth of kitty claw holes and... <laughs> You know, a couple of them are see-through. You know, they're not supposed to be see-through. Yeah, that's called sun, sun rot. Yeah. You know. But, you know, hey, what's the hurry? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not, you know, whatever. How long did it take you to find these? Long time. It was like a month, yeah. yeah. And, like, I, I really only did it because I had to. Yeah. Like we ma- were moving look, in, and it was just like, on, Jesus Christ. You live on a main street, you need a curtain. Yes. <laughs> Except, though, you know... I'll I'll go to Laundry Mountain and stand there in my underwear across from the cat window. And Justin's just like, you're in your underpants standing in front of a window? And I'm like, listen. Peek into my window at your own risk. Yeah, basically. I mean, they deserve to see what they see if they're looking in my windows. Yes, that is exactly what I think. (laughs) Because I have the cat, too, and he's in the front window, too. And Yep. Yep. Sorry Look about your at luck. your own risk. Yep. <laughs> I've seen me naked. It's not it's nice. It's not nice. <laughs> it's not. 
gravity has not been kind no. to this body. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> Me either. And I'm only 31. Yeah. And I'm much older. <laughs> so we didn't talk about um, a next movie. Oh, golly. Okay. Um, oh. But since we're doing halloween Halloween. Are we going to watch Halloween? Well, I think we should. I, I don't think that you'll like it. But I think that you will be able to appreciate what it is yes, that and, they're trying to do. Like we've been talking about, I'm looking at these movies with different eyes. Yeah. And I appreciate the work that is in them. Mm-hmm. And the just, it's all different now than when I went to the movies before. Yeah. So I'm I'm okay with that. I yeah. No, I don't really want to see a slasher movie. But, but again, I you know, Halloween does famously have... You know, puncture wounds with no blood. Gunshots with no blood. Okay. So, I mean, I think that kind of takes a little of the sting out. <laughs> okay. Because it's more, it's more real when it's all visceral like that. But, you know, you just get a, right. get, get a knife in the well, chest. That's just like, oh, you know, they just taped a knife into him. <laughs> and cool. it's, it's like I say, the, the book I read, you know, the movie in my head is so good. Right. I don't need to see a movie on a piece of film that won't be as good as the movie that i make right in my head but i think that i think that you'll be able to appreciate okay halloween i these movies were good yeah i liked the second one better than the first one okay i think because it had a bit of a meteor story i think so yes okay yes but i liked them okay and no i won't watch them again (laughs) (laughs) i love these movies i you know and I can't even really pinpoint why. It's just, I love them. And that's okay. That's like, I, I wanted to watch Rear Window. And I remember it being way scarier than it was this time. Yeah. I I don't think it was scary at all. But is that because I know? But I've seen it many times. Right. Maybe it's because that, that first time suspense isn't there. But also, I think... I think that now, especially with the last few years oh. that the, that this world has had, yeah, you know, the violence on screen in Rear Window was nothing non-existent compared to what we see on the nightly news. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, every night there's a shooting here in town. I yeah. mean, every single night, at least one. I mean, I can't believe that. Oh yeah, yeah. We're out. We're what like on pace to. Like 400 murders this year? Yeah. I, I, unbelievable amount of, of murders. And it's, you know, our town isn't that big. No, and it's ridiculousness. Like the one the other day, I don't even remember, was a young guy that got killed by an older man. And two people were fighting and this guy got killed. I don't understand how that happens. I don't, un, I don't understand. You know, and how many children have been shot this year by stray bullets? Yeah. Why does everybody have to have a gun? Why? Why are they shooting every everywhere they look? Because people don't have, a lot of people don't have a good idea how to be masculine. Oh. Without having a. Without having. Revolver in your pants? Yeah. Ugh. Because we are coming up on a generation of men raised solely by women. Correct. So we you know, I, I, I really feel that a yeah. lot of that has to do with a lot of men don't know how to be men. Yeah. And, you know, if I'm a big man with a big gun, then I'm the man. 
Yeah. Not really, but I mean, okay. That That is absolutely true, and it's fortunate that here in town we do have some programs where um, successful men are mentoring young boys in, in schools. Oh, good. Success, they are successful men. Um, doctors, lawyers, teachers are going into these schools and mentoring young people, young men, and that's the only way it's going to happen. Yeah. Is through education. Yeah. You know, these these men have to show these these future men how to get there. Right. And you are right. I mean, there's too many single mothers. Absolutely. That don't have any any male direction in right. their lives. You know, I, I look at us and thank God we had grandpa in our lives. Right. You know, even though neither of you girls are boys. Right. Um, you still need a, a man to teach you how to be treated right yeah so young young girls need to know that men treat girls and women well right and that's not happening either no um yeah no I, like i was telling you <laughs> my opinions on this whole yeah i mean yeah well then this Petito is what thing. this uh, yeah oh. it's all opinion we've got i've got lots of them yeah and yeah girls are accepting too much not good that yeah but there again, maybe this, this, um, these programs in the schools that they have for these young men will, you know, it'll teach them that you respect everyone, right? Not just people that are just like you, right? Right. Namely, and, male or female, right? And I hope that in the coming times, now that we're talking about domestic violence and yes. intimate partner violence, yes, that you know, young girls start to get these kind of mentorships, yes, because. They need it too. Uh huh. You know, they need to know that a bald guy living with his mama ain't shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you don't have to move across the country to live at his mama's house with him. Yeah. Because you are worth more than that. Right. Correct. You could have four or five eyes on your face, and you deserve better than a bald guy that lives with his mama. Mm hmm. Oh, that's a sad, sad note that we're ending on. But. Well, but I mean, again, I, you know, I hope that's, that's one of those things that, you know, we're talking about this stuff now. Maybe now, since we're talking about it, we're actually going to do something about it. And if they're starting to work on young boys, then maybe we can start talking about young girls. Yes, I agree. Because there are at least four and a half billion of us on this planet. About half of the population. So. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going anywhere. Uh-uh. No. And you're not going to get any more men without us. You betcha. So. <laughs> but there are, you know, some of, there is a, a, one of the girl schools here in town is a STEM school. Oh, And good. they are encor encouraging the girls to go into the, what is it, STEM and STEAM? You know, one is, the, the two of the. I have no idea. Yeah. I know what STEM is. But Science, you science know. Science yeah, yeah. I think there's also one that's called STEAM that's. Okay. Also, something uh, still along those lines, but there is one school here in town that uh, it's just for girls. Good. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with uh, segregated education like that because girls treat girls better mm. when there's no boys around. Oh, well, mm, maybe. In the in, no, in well, now I'm talking uh, kindergarten through six here. I'm not talking older than that. Oh, okay. This is a kindergarten through sixth school, I believe. Okay. So, I mean, it's not, 
when the hormones start that oh, you know yeah. that's a whole different conversation oh god because you know 20 years ago the girl on girl violence in high school was outrageous right and and there's you know and when you have um boys in a classroom teachers whether they realize it or not will go to the boys first mm -hmm. and when there's only girls in the classroom it's only girls yeah and there i, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that that's that's a needed thing girls need to know be educated and learn just like the boys right so. Because in the age of technology that we live in, yes, we shouldn't have to be teaching ourselves how to read and sew and just be Girls. good enough to be somebody's wife. Yeah. Nope. That's, that day is long gone. Yeah. No, there is plenty of technology now that we can, we can advance as far as we want to. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I try to be computer literate. <laughs> you know, I, I am very old and, you know, it's sometimes hard for me, but I think that I am way ahead of some of some people. Oh, and absolutely. that's only because I don't want to be helped in my old age. Justin's mom is terrible on her phone. Oh, dear. <laughs> it's like, what do I do to my phone? I'm like, I don't know. I, oh, my. People come in and want photos. <laughs> you know how to get, no, that's not my phone. I know how to get them off of my phone. Yeah. It's your phone. You should know how to operate it. Yeah. Period. But, you know, you're not going into ugliness there again. No, and it's so cute because Justin's mom, she's like, oh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm real bad at this. <laughs> and she's younger than Younger you. than me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. I mean, you know, she has other interests. She she runs a, a business that is way above me, so... Yeah. You know, I wouldn't want her job for nothing. No, and she has... She's working her fingernails off. I mean, my goodness. And I don't know... I don't know if she knows how to sit down and relax. Because Ooh. she's always moving. Oh. She is always redoing something in her house. She's always... She's got a project. Oh, my. Yeah. Well, some people are like that. Yeah. And I... <laughs> I'm okay with not you know her her house is beautiful her cooking is great yes she's an amazing cook um which is one of her hobbies she's a fabulous baker yes um, and a cake decorator her cakes are redonkulous oh my you know so it's good that she has hobbies but sit down and just turn your brain off for a little well, bit well maybe she does that stuff as a turn her brain off maybe she doesn't know. have maybe. to think about stuff like that that sounds like work to me, though. Yeah, well, that's not your bend. <laughs> oh, that work thing? Yeah, I get it. And speaking of food, did we talk about our food? Oh, we didn't talk about oh, food. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. We had our family's version of rouladen. Yum. It is a classic Eastern European dish. Typically, it's a flat piece of steak that's been pounded out and... Uh, rolled with like uh, what, it, what would you call like root vegetables root vegetables yes and covered with hunter's gravy um, yeah, you know, a, real thick brown gravy brown gravy yes we do not make it like that um, we just kind of it's kind of more of a stew it's a stew we'd make it now as a stew we quit making the uh, meat rolls probably 30 years ago i only remember it as the stew yeah uh, we quit making 
because it's very, very labor intensive. It's time consuming. It's pounding the meat and then like we would put bacon and onion in our rolls and you'd have to roll them carefully. Like if you're going to make stuffed cabbage or any kind of a roll, roll meal. Right. You got to be careful and you, you know, and it's a lot of work to it. And we discovered that you don't have to do a lot of work to it. No, no. And it tasted, we, you know, Ugh. we made this uh, roulotten stew and put it over smashed potatoes. Oh, yes. A little cracked pepper. Yes. Oh, my God. This is one of the dishes that the only reason I wish Grandma was still here to make. Yeah, because I do not make it to taste like hers. It's good. It's good. But it's, it's not Grandma's. And Grandma's was good, but it wasn't Grandpa Pessner's. Yeah. You know that? Man, I can I can taste Grandpa Pessner's, and it's not like ours. You know, they spit in it and stirred it counterclockwise. I don't know. Yeah, stood on their head you know, and stirred it with their feet. Right. Yeah. Something. I don't know. But... And you could always tell when Grandma Pessner made it instead of Grandpa because it tasted different. Yeah. But we love it, you know. Uh, who who doesn't like meat and gravy over potatoes? Right. I remember one of the last times that Grandma made it. She made it. Somebody had come into town, and she wasn't even going to invite me to dinner. And I, But I had gotten wind that she was making it. And I was like, hey, I hear you're making this. I'm coming over for dinner. <laughs> and then I was, like, going back for a second plate. And she's just like, I didn't make this for you. Oh. And then I filled my plate up. <laughs> But I remember that vividly. Like, why would you make my favorite dish? You know that that's my absolute favorite food. And not then not even invite me. Let me know that you're making it. Then not invite me. What the hell is wrong with you? She was a different kind of woman. You know, and Friday, yesterday was her birthday. I know. That's, I I, was kind of 90. 89. 19. Yes. Grandpa was born in 31. That's right. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. That was one of the last times I remember her making it. I was so mad. Yeah. And I just like spite filled that plate. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. I didn't make this for you. Alrighty. Yikes. But it was the Listen, you showed me how to make this years ago, and I have have made it a few times since, and it has never been as good, because I try to shortcut it and throw it in the crock pot. It's okay in the crock pot, but it's not as good as the... No. the Yeah. So, yeah, now that I, I've got a better idea of how to make it right... It's super simple, and you don't need to put it in the crock pot. Just leave it on the stove. Well, I mean, after you get it all made, you could throw it in the crock pot. And let it steep all night? Yeah. On, like, low, low yeah. and slow? Yeah. Because I think that but, was my idea, was just, like, I have to leave it on for, like, six or eight hours anyways, so... Why don't but, I just... but you need to do all that first work first. Right. And that's what I wasn't doing. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. But yeah, we, we got to cut corners. But it was fabulous. And it was no work. No. No work at all the no. way we make it, it now. The hardest work was, you know, quartering the little steaks and yeah. chopping onions, yeah. chopping bacon. That's it. I, I think the real work of the whole thing was working your little pepper grinder. I love, I love the pepper grinder. I love it. I kind of liked it too. Like I kind of think I have to go get one. You can keep that one. I'll just use the other one I have. Mm, Okay. Those, I get those at Kroger's. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Actually, you get them anywhere you see them. 
Yeah. I know. I've seen them and before, but I just don't get those really think of it. tall ones. They're about a foot tall. Oh, yeah. Don't get those because talk about hard to grind. No, don't get Oof. get these little ones. Yeah. I don't want to do all that work. I love cracked pepper. And I, everybody says, oh, you're fancy. No, I'm not. No, I just like a little I flavor. I like the taste of it. Yeah. You know, sometimes you bite down on a little piece that's bigger than the other and you get that burst of heat. Yeah. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I had a residual peppercorn oh. that that came out after I was done eating. Ow. But it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't hard or anything, but it, like you just could crunch into it. I was like, ah, it's pepper. <laughs> well, I'm glad uh, you like it because yeah. I love cr- the ground pepper. I would, and I, I have regular black pepper in my cupboard and sometimes I do use it when I'm cooking, but for the most part I use the ground. Yeah. I love it. Well, love it. I'm just going to have to become fancier yeah. than I already am. And I, I also like pink salt. I have some pink salt. I um introduced that to a girl at work that she said, oh, you, you're just being fancy with that pink salt. I said, no, have you ever tried it? It tastes better than other salt. Yeah. So I said, you don't just use it for cooking. It's not good for cooking. No. Because it's just salt when you do well, that. Well, and I feel like when you use the pink salt for I, I like to use it when I boil noodles. Yes. Yes. Um, Because I think it it has a better. Super salty. Yes. And you don't have to use a whole lot of it. Yes. And I think that's where the problem is, is, you know, you only have to use a little tiny bit of the pink stuff when you're cooking. Yes. Or else it's just way or, too much. Or if you're going to have a hamburger or a steak or fish, put a couple of grinds of the pink salt on it before you eat it. Oh. Oh, my goodness. Really? I mean, yeah. Okay. Fabulous. So I, I was at Odd Lots or Big Lots, whatever you want to call it one day, and I saw they had pink salt in a grinder. And it's a grinder, too. And I bought her a pink salt for a whole, I spent a whole dollar, you know, I love you for a dollar. <laughs> and she, she thought it was delicious oh, also. Oh, cool. So, okay. I'm going to try it on my Yeah. Yeah. Burger or steak. Yeah. Any kind of meat or fish. Chicken. That. You know, you just put a couple of grinds of that on. I mean, it really tops it off. Okay. Just puts it over the edge. Cool. But I like stuff like that. I mean, it's those little tiny things that really can make your meal fancy yeah yeah exactly yay but it was delicious you did a good job well, yeah we did a good job i can't wait for you to make another pot all on your own and yeah you send me a picture yeah i did think this was a little anemic looking yes i did I we think did it not needed to be browner we did not burn the meat enough yeah that's all right i know next time yep yep but man it smelled good last night when i walked in here this morning it smelled still smelled good yum yeah, it was real good i had two plates yeah. No shame. I had one giant plate. I no made shame. this for us. I know. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I ate all I wanted. Good. Well, I ate all I could hold. You're going to take a little doggy bag home? That would be nice. Okay. Even if it's just the gravy. I, you know, it's something like this. <laughs> you know, it's a it's a peasant's meal. This yes. This is people, poor people made meals like this. Yeah. And it's it, easy. Yeah. And, you know... They only had a little bit of meat or, you know, something like that. So you don't have to put a lot of meat in Rouladen to make it really good. It's the gravy that is yeah. so good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, delicious. Awesome. What are we going to do for Halloween? What are we going to... Oh, golly. I, I don't know. I don't know. 
I'll have to think about that. Candy. Not, yeah, probably. Um, Pop, but the kids eat popcorn half the movie. Ugh. You know you can go to the movie theater and get a to-go bag of popcorn for like 12 <laughs> bucks. But it's oh like a goddamn pillowcase. It's oh my goodness. a ridiculous bag of popcorn. Oh my. <laughs> I was tempted the last time we went to a movie. To bring a bag home? I was tempted. <laughs> that was the best part of the whole movie. It was just mowing down on that popcorn. Yeah. Well, yes. No, uh, maybe we won't have a themed meal. Okay. Because I don't think, you know, we could make a meal out of um, candy corn candy and, and pumpkin guts and, yeah, and popcorn. No. Uh-uh. Okay. <laughs> I'll think about it. Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, I think that we did the Black Hill movies some justice. I, d- I enjoyed it. Good. Yes. I'm glad you did. I yeah, They're fun. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, they're... <laughs> The movies aren't going to change the world. The stories no, aren't no. earth-shattering, but... No, and I thought the actors were good. I thought everybody looked like they were acting their parts. I, I don't did, know. I did find that the first white woman we encounter in the second movie was just so goddamn dramatic. It took away from it. Yeah, she she was a little much. But like I said, she's in other stuff, and that's exactly what she is. Now we got to find her name. That's exactly the way she is. I mean, she just looks that way, and she she just looks crazy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I got into the cut-and-paste portion of my uh, oh, stupidity God. here. Okay, I don't know. Don't do that. Barbara Rhodes. Yes. From Poughkeepsie, New York. Yeah. You look at her and other things. She's done a lot of stuff, too. You can find, she's in a lot of, uh, or she was in a lot of shows. Dallas? Yes. So now think about it. Okay. W- what do you need to look like to be in Dallas? Hot. Do you yes. John? You remember that TV show? Yes, I do. Charles in Charge? Uh-oh. Yes. I mean, The Goodbye Girl? I don't know that. Oh, okay. Trapper John? Mannix? Partridge Family? Bewitched? Kegney and Lacey? Mission Impossible? Kojak? Magnum P.I.? Happy Days? Soap? Odd Couple? Columbo? Starsky and Hutch? Six Million Dollar Man? Sanford and Son? Rhoda? I mean, she's been... Boat? Maud? Yeah, she's been in a ton of stuff. Yeah. And she looks just exactly like that in all of them. (laughs) That's funny. So, yeah. So, yay you, girl. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Wonder Woman. Oh, boy. But, yeah. She's, I think she's dead now. Uh, it didn't say, I don't think. I was just looking at her page. I think oh, she's pretty old. Oh, here. 1946, I think I saw. Oh, that's not very old. Yeah. Yeah, 1946, and it doesn't has does not have a death date. So, so she must be still alive. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, okay. Yeah. But, yeah, but th- she did. She kind of overpowered the whole, you know, everybody just was standing there going. Is she done yet? Because uh, yeah. we need to move on here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, thank God, she fainted. Yeah. <laughs> took her way too long to get to that faint. I yes. wonder if that was a, a choice, just to get some screen time. I don't to know. To drag it out. I don't, I don't know. I would have clipped her a little bit sooner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe the director thought she was cute. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I think we have 
we have said a good bit. Yeah. Got a good bit. Yeah. Hopefully and, uh, next week will be as good as this week. Yeah. And I had a good time. Me too. Awesome. <laughs> uh, and I'm glad you liked it, you know. Yeah, it was all right. It was all right. <laughs> all right, Mom. I think this is the end of today's Movies with My Mother. All right. We did great. Yeah. And we'll be back with Halloween. Oh, boy. <laughs> You're going to hate it. Ha, 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 ha